podcast friends. Join me in the Galapagos Islands this March. Registration is now open to come with me on my international yoga retreat next year to the Galapagos Islands. We're going March 2 through 9, 2024, and it's sure to be the experience of a lifetime. This is a yoga-filled, adventurous, and transformational trip that is limited to 16 people, and it always sells out. Visit the events and retreats page of jessgoulding.com for information and registration. One Yoga Global is the organizer, so it's guaranteed to be top-notch. Join me as we evolve on this Galapagos Island adventure together. Welcome back to Jess on the Mountain, a podcast about yoga, chakras, and becoming your own guru. I'm Jess Goulding, and here we are at the top of the mountain, the crown chakra, the thousand-petaled lotus of Sahasrara. Imagine for yourself the snow cap of a mountain taking the shape of a beautiful white lotus of enlightenment. This is our connection to spirit and divine. This is where we have the 30,000-foot view that gives us self-awareness and understanding of how the world operates. And I've learned something since our last season that I'm a bit embarrassed to admit, but I think it's super important. I have been mispronouncing this chakra all these years. Uh, it's been a long time, but I imagine it was the way I was taught to say it, but I don't even recall who that was or who that might have been, and I never bothered to look it up until today, so... Please excuse my ignorance. Going forward, I will use the correct, correct pronunciation, Sahasrara. Sahasrara. Sahasrara is energy at the highest vibration, which is beyond sound and light and into ether and thought waves. Some traditions actually put it floating over the head, and that's fine too. Our energetic bodies, our etheric bodies, go beyond our skin and into the space around us especially at the crown. Since we're checking out our chakras and thinking about their embodiment, I thought it would be interesting to mention the glands associated with each one as we go through, because glands play such an important role in our overall health and balance. So it's worth noting which gland goes with which chakra, because that can be information about excesses and deficiencies in that associated chakra. But first, a couple things. What's a gland? The body's glands are in several places throughout your body, and they're responsible for producing and releasing hormones. Hormones are the chemical messengers that travel through the bloodstream to regulate various physiological processes and maintain homeostasis in all areas like growth, metabolism, immune response, mood, sleep, and more. Different glands throughout the body have specialized functions, and they secrete specific hormones that target specific organs and tissues to carry out those regulatory functions. So the gland sends a message. The tissues and organs respond. Hormonal balance is a big piece of inner harmony. So mentioning the glands is quite relevant to our goal of a balanced, happy life while we traverse our mountain. After all, as embodied creatures, we're just really a bag of chemicals trying to stay balanced. And the glands help us do that. Also, assigning glands to chakras is part of the contemporary model of the chakra system. Obviously, 
the ancients wouldn't have known or named the glands as we have in Western medicine and anatomy. So take this as part of an evolving understanding that still has conversation about around it, debate about it, and curiosity. So from what I can gather, though, most modern models today assign the pituitary gland to Sahasrara. This is the gland that's often referred to as the master gland. It's responsible for producing and releasing those hormones I was just talking about, as well as the functioning of other glands. So one way to embody Sahasrara is to be aware of your whole endocrine system and how it's functioning. Sahasrara is at the top, running the show down below. Keeping things balanced makes it easier to open to joy, to grace and peace and equanimity, all states associated with spiritual balance as well. So inversions, these are great for balancing hormones. So I would consider them a sahasrara practice. A good backbend, a backbend squeeze is great for adrenal fatigue and tiredness. Putting your legs up the wall helps you reverse the flow of prana, nourishing your throat, third eye, and crown, where we have glands that could use that nourishment. If you're familiar with headstands and how to do them safely, that's a great way to stimulate the crown chakra. If you're interested in more practices where you need it most, you can always take my chakra check and self-assessment. You'll have some journaling questions, a video guide, tools, and affirmations for each chakra to get you started on balancing your system. If you want the quick start version, choose my Chakra Savvy Quickie Quiz. Just three questions to jumpstart your awareness and get suggestions for balancing where you need it the most. Both of these offerings are at jessgoulding.com slash podcast, as well as in the show notes. So, so Hasra-Ra is where you understand your spirituality, and it's how you express it in your life. So, speaking of postures, any pose that calls your heart into worship and your soul to the forefront, I would consider a Sahasrara posture of embodiment. For example, child's pose. This is considered a pose of pranam, which is a Sanskrit term meaning salutation or bowing down with respect. It's a gesture of showing reverence, respect, submission to someone or something. So with your knees bent, sitting back on the hips, bow forward, bringing your forehead to the floor or a block, some way to really just bow the head forward, lower than the heart. This simple bow, bringing your crown down in submission to your heart. It's a beautiful embodiment of Sahasrara. One of the main tenets of yoga is Ishvara Pranidhana. This practice is Sahasrara, as it's done in action and devotion to God or Supreme. Ishvara Pranidhana is saying, not my will, but thine and surrendering oneself to the flow. Living a life in and of service brings the brilliance of the crown chakra into everything you do. Now, this is not an easy task. It's not always appreciated in our culture today. Submission has become synonymous with weak. But really, it's quite courageous to know when to lower your ego for the betterment of relationship, when to lower it for maintaining humility and being empathetic. Embodying Sahasrara is about cultivating a connection to source through prayer, ritual, gratitude, and service. It's about seeing divine lessons everywhere 
and you know they're there for your growth and expansion, doesn't make it easy or, or even clear. Not too long ago, I learned a little divine lesson in a surprising way, not what I would have expected. It was in service to the unhoused here in Austin. Because I have a heart for the homeless, that's where I tend to focus my service and charity. Every other month, my son, Nate, and I, we drive a loaves and fishes truck around Austin. We stop at homeless encampments and shelters, public housing. We deliver food and clothing to others who could use these services. So we love the work. Uh, this one time, though, was extra challenging, not because of those we were serving, but because of who was serving with us. We were not alone in the truck. Other people can sign up to ride and deliver in our truck, and we never know who it's going to be. Y'all, my gosh, this one trio, they got on our nerves. They kept talking all about the great charities they've worked for, the way they've seen it done in the past, and why don't we do it like that, and the name dropping of higher-ups in the Austin charity world. It was, ugh. I mean, they barely had to let Nate pass out a sandwich. They had this all figured out. They were driving us nuts. And suddenly, it dawned on me. All right, this is a divine lesson in grace. We thought we were there to be hands and feet for the homeless, but really, we had to learn patience and love for these um, opinionated people. Uh, at one point, Nate and I had a quick moment to ourselves, so I whispered in his ear the thing that I had come to realize. I said, it can be easy to serve God's people. It is not always easy to love God's servants. It's easy to serve God's people. It's not always easy to love God's servants. We had a little quiet laugh about that, knowing exactly what we meant. And it was an open sahasrara that helped us get this divine wink. And we changed our goal to accepting our truckmates just as they are, obnoxious and all. It got better. The day got better. You don't have to be affiliated with a religion or organization to have an open, balanced, and functioning sahasrara. In fact, over-religiosity can shut it down, as does spiritual cynicism. But maintaining an open mind, staying curious, seeking spirit, avoiding dogma and fundamentalism are ways to embody the best expression of your seventh chakra. Back when I was affiliated with Anasara, which is one of the lineages of Hatha Yoga, the first thing we did in every pose was set the foundation and open to grace. I still love this practice. It's so simple. You just put your feet where they need to be in every pose, then take a deep breath of letting go and opening up. John Friend, who created Anasara, defined grace one time for us this way. He said, grace is the revelatory aspect of the divine. So embodying Sahasrara, is looking for that revelation. It is looking for the good. It is seeking the places where divine or source or simply the current of love and humanity. Where is it showing up and revealing its nature? And we can see it in ourselves as well, right? Feel your feet planted well and in good soil. Then align your attitude with goodness, peace, compassion, and grace for yourself as you practice. And then for all, once you leave your mat. The invitation of embodying Sahasrara is to see yourself as a spiritual being having a human experience rather than a human being having a spiritual experience. We are created top down, spirit to matter. 
There's no separation between us and the divine as long as we see the divine in each other. But you have to practice. It takes effort. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. So spirit is always there. We're just doing it in a human body. I love this quote that I found from Sharon L. Baker Putt because I think it so beautifully describes this dynamism between us and the flow of divine. She says, the divine invitation always stands open. God exists with us, in us, and through us as the divine life flowing through all things, circling and dancing, recreating and redeeming, reconciling and restoring as our partner in the work of transforming the world. I love that because that is what we're trying to do, right? Transform ourselves and transform the world for good. You know, these words just swim with images of the embodiment of spirit, dancing, recreating, redeeming, restoring, right? This is what spirit does in us and through us if we allow it. The lotus at our crown must be open. The channel down our center made clear and our root ready to receive. Now I invite you to pause with me for a moment for a brief Sahasrara meditation. So wherever you are, when you're ready, get comfortable and close your eyes. Simply listen to your breath. Let your thoughts drift away as you center yourself on the subtle feelings and sensations in your body. Draw your attention up to the top of your head. Visualize the bud of a beautiful lotus flower perching on your crown. With every inhale, watch the petals of the lotus gently open. With every exhale, simply observe them in their new state of openness. Every inhale, the petals open a little, Every exhale, they remain as you observe. Once you have a sense that the flower is in full bloom, with every inhale, invite the light of consciousness, source, or divine to enter your crown through the center of the lotus flower. With every exhale, imagine, visualize this light traveling down the center channel of your body all the way to the base of your spine, like a root extending deep into the soil. So inhaling, light comes in through the flower. Exhaling, you channel it down through your body, all the way to your root. After several rounds of this, or when it feels complete, sit with the feeling of embodying this universal light. This is your embodiment of spirit. May you feel that connection deeply today and every day and every moment. Much love.